I'm Ashley Aiken. And I'm Chris Cerna. The wedding industry has unintentionally perpetuated a culture of chasing perfection at the cost of your relationships and mental peace. We know this because we've spent a combined 16 years photographing weddings. Together, we dive into the silent struggles of the modern engaged couple, like you. Our goal is to empower you to pop that perfection bubble, embark on the journey of self-awareness, forge your own wedding planning path, and and ultimately ultimately cultivate cultivate a a healthy and thriving marriage. marriage. Ashley, you've been like hardcore working and like prepping for 2022 of the podcast. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm like doing a little rebrand. I'm like working on it for the podcast. Well, when we started this podcast, we kind of like pictured what it might be like. Yeah. We, we were dreaming it up, but it wasn't, yeah, we it were. wasn't real life, you know? And it wasn't. Not yet. Now it's real life. And it's kind of evolved a personality, I feel like, of its own. And so definitely, our brand, I feel, really needs a good refresh. And so on that refresh, though, we don't 100% have things decided. However, there is a potential logo option on our new type form feedback questionnaire situation that we would love for you to participate in. You can get a peek at our new logo, but we've already gotten some responses and they're yeah. super fascinating, but we'd love to get some more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was blown away. You, you, I can't even remember who messaged you first. I think this was yesterday, the day before. And you were like, oh, by the way, I've been working and you just dropped like a whole <laughs> new website template that looks amazing. You dropped like new colors and a whole new logo and then a type form to get like feedback. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, what is going on? Especially since you're still like in peak editing. I was like, you must have needed a moment away and like something to throw yourself into. Yeah, it was but in it's the all middle amazing. of like exporting the situations and I was like, I've been watching a lot of like courses on a lot of different things. Also, I have a subscription to Masterclass and that is the most inspiring thing in my entire life. Dude, my brother just bought one for us. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It really I haven't is watched amazing. anything yet. He's going to do gardening. He's going to watch gardening. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay has a really great bit in there. It's not gardening, obviously. It's cooking. But I watched him how to cook a steak and now that's how I make my steaks. Yep. Yep. Scrambled it's eggs. He's, he's great. So... Anyways, I was watching all that, very inspired. And so in the middle of my exports, I would do a little like logo work or like things yeah. like that. So And you love that stuff too. Love like, it. Like that's your like brings you joy, legitimate joy. Oh my joy. gosh. That is my jam. That is my passion. I'm so, so I'm very excited for the future of the bridal breakdown, even like visually speaking, how it's going yeah. to look and be presented. Um, but yeah, the feedback form. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to ask you guys to do, so we dropped this feedback form into our private Facebook group. Uh, you can find the link if you want to join that in the show notes. Um, but we're also going to link a link to the form that Ashley's talking about, which is essentially a feedback form. Uh, Ashley, how many questions are there on it? Honestly, I actually have no idea. But it should someone should be able to fill it out in less than five minutes. Yes, I think. the average time it's taking people to complete is like four minutes and fifty three seconds. 
Yeah. So, and basically, we just want your opinion on the show. There's some multiple choice. I think it's mostly multiple choice with a few options for you to give us some feedback, some specific feedback that we're we're requesting. And all of this is in an attempt to bring you the content that you want to hear and to form the show as it's evolved so that we can kind of keep up with what it's evolving and turning into. So there's some really interesting things. Will you tell me our top three? Uh, one of the questions on there is like, basically, what's your favorite subject to hear on the podcast? Yeah. Will you tell me what our top three were? Yeah, this is the most interesting thing, I think. But the the number one is guest interviews with professionals, vendors, therapists, fitness, etc. which they, we also got a request for a wedding planner, wedding coordinator in. So mm-hmm. Faith, got to come back on the show. Wink, wink, She's Faith. live in the Facebook group right now. And then the second most requested topic or that people enjoy is bridal breakdowns with guest brides, which yeah, I thought was, I was really cool. At that. Yeah, because typically a lot of people won't listen to a guest that they don't know who they are. And all of our wedding breakdowns are with brides that probably no one knows who they are yeah but i so wonder that's really cool i'm like working this out with you i wonder because i only listen to interviews on podcasts with people who i know because i'm either connected to them like that's generally the reason i'm connected to them but with yeah. this everybody's kind of connected to each other because they're all brides you know oh, what i mean oh yeah and yeah, they're like the, the, like the shared me. identity is there exactly. exactly that's interesting i bet you that's what it is yeah so I think that's So that really was number cool. two. And then number three is discussing wedding trends and taboo topics. Which I was surprised. So now the flip side of this is our oh, yeah. least, give our bottom two. And there's like, what, eight or nine of these, something like that? Yeah. I just hit the close button. Cool, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> uh, there is... Sorry, I closed it. It's not going to scroll. You're good. You're good. There's 10. There's 10 options. And so our bottom three are real life wedding horror stories, which we've only done one episode of that. Doesn't surprise me. We technically did two. Did we? Oh, that's true. We broke it up into two. That's true. Yeah. And then coming in at number nine is mental health episodes. What the fuck? I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I wonder. Well. I don't know. That's just so funny because what we intended, like that was built on, like the show was built on, we want to provide mental health support Uh for people who listen, who are in this Mm -hmm. boat. And so it's just so funny. And then number 10 is even funnier. Number 10. number 10? Planning with intention and wedding why. Hilarious. Excuse me. Okay. But here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that's because like we hit it so much. That people are like, I don't need to hear any more hold. Like, it's just become ingrained in people so that, like, maybe they don't want to hear it all the time, which I totally understand. Yeah. That's, or, like, one of those concepts that you can hear a couple times and you, you get that you get you it. Get the, you get it. And maybe it's that we we hit on it in almost every episode. Yeah. So they're thing. like, yeah. I don't know. It's almost know. like, so okay, weird. mom, I'm so sick of it. I'm not discouraged by that at all. No, I'm taking it as a, we literally cover those things so well. Like almost in every episode, we're talking about mental health and wedding wine stuff that we've done our job. Like it's ingrained in people's heads. Well, not to mention the other, another question that I found really interesting is the question is when scrolling for a bridal breakdown episode, what are you hoping to find? And three people said inspiration, 
Um, a couple people said a lighthearted listen. A couple people said I want permission to do things differently. That's not the question I actually wanted, but it's linked still. This one, how does listening to the bridal breakdown make you feel? This is actually what I want. 87% of people said inspired. And inspired. With that, if you think about like talking about wedding why, um, that's more like that's not inspirational so much. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like you're not leaving feeling like you're kind of leaving like there's I don't know. Maybe you are. Like you got you got some work to do. That's I think what, it's inspiring. Yeah. I think the thing that's inspiring about our podcast the most is probably that we encourage people to do their own thing, like do what you want to do. And I think that's very empowering and inspiring Yeah, for people who want to do that. Yeah. Uh, so totally, totally. Those are just a few of the questions that we're asking people on this form. Again, if you love us, then please go to our show notes and click the link uh, to answer this question. It'll take you less than five minutes. And if you yep. don't do it, uh, a baby kitten will be murdered. Oh my God, Chris. So potentially thousands of baby kittens will be slaughtered if you do not fill out this form. No, he's he's <laughs> lying. He is lying. That will not happen. We will save all the baby kittens. But it might. No. It won't happen. It won't, it won't happen. happen. But just fill out the form. He's like, please, come on. If you also don't love us, please fill this out. Ooh, That's yes. what I wanted to say. Because Chris and I cannot get better. Chris and I cannot bring you the information that you want if we don't know where we need to improve. So while I we love glowing reviews, it's literally why Chris moves forward in life is when he gets a glowing review. Yep, say something nice. We also will feel a dagger in the heart at a not so glowing review, but we will like we need we need it whenever That's where you it's grow. warranted. Yeah. You get that feedback. I mean, positive feedback is good and helps you feel good in the moment. Negative feedback allows you to move forward and better yourself for the future. So while that negative feedback is not ideal, especially for nine, it is necessary mm -hmm. and we got to have it. Gotta so have please it. give us improvements and things like that that we can make to the show. This is the first time in my entire life I feel like I've asked for negative feedback. So that's saying something. It is. It's, yeah. that's just, it's scary. But anyways, enough on that. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about wedding trends. We did an episode. We've done a few episodes on some really cool wedding trends. And these are, quite honestly, have been some of my favorite ones to do. Mm -hmm. Just because they're so lighthearted. They're a little more chill, a little more relaxed. Uh, and now we know that this is the kind of thing that you guys want to hear, at least who we've heard from so far. So we're specifically going to be talking about anticipated 2022 uh, wedding trends. Okay. So and these are things. Where is this article? Or like, are you looking at a couple of different articles? Who's your source? Your sources. Yeah. So I have a couple different articles that I was looking at. Let's okay. see if I still have them pulled up. One of them was from hitched.co uh, in the UK. And the other one was from, of all places, southernliving.com. Southern Living. Uh, and it was actually a really good article. We'll okay, link cool. these two. I'm not doing the full articles. I've kind of Frankensteined um, some of these that I've thought were the most interesting of these. But yeah, Southern Living and Hitch.co. Cool. This is where I'm pulling some of these from. Cool. Okay. Well, I am also don't have any idea what Chris is going to say. So yeah. So she's walking into this blind and I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six with the potential seventh if we fly through. Uh, but we have guaranteed six. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. So I'm going to read. Trends. 
what it is, and then I'm going to read like the little a little snippet from what the article said. Okay. Okay. So the first expected wedding trend to kind of pick up steam in 2022 is pre-wedding toasts. Pre-wedding toasts. So toasts that do not happen at the reception, but they happen before that. So here's what this what? is. Although toasts traditionally occur during the reception, there is a trend towards moving them uh, to more intimate events. We are seeing a shift more and more where toasts are taking place during a rehearsal dinner instead. Okay, this is even the day before. Oh. Uh, says Meredith something, owner of Meredith something photography in Savannah, <laughs> Georgia. This provides for a great opportunity for more intimate speeches and less awkward inside jokes that no one else understands. Of course, a big plus about moving toasts is that it allows more time to dance and to catch up with folks during the reception. But of course, you can do a short, simple toast so that your guest can raise a glass. So they're talking toasts that happen pre. And there normally are toasts that happen at rehearsal dinners. Yeah. Which has always been a little weird to me. So they're like just having two. They're just saying best, like best man and maid of honor would give their toasts during the rehearsal well, dinner, and then in family. Because you think about it, I, I don't. So I've attended a few rehearsal dinners and photographed a few. I find that, or I've seen that, typically more friends and like even other friends and other family members are more likely to say a toast in that yeah. setting. So maybe instead of just having maid of honor and best man, now you're having more family speak up. Uh, maybe Grandpa Daryl is saying something, and Grandma Betsy gets the ball to stand up and say something. Which is super, super sweet. But I, I do think, just like you said, you've seen that at rehearsal dinners. That's normal, right? I guess so. so is it? Then, well, that's like, so. What's the tr- so? The, is the trend that they're getting no, rid I think of that, toast? I think the trend, yeah, that they're not doing toasts at the rehearsal, and then they the, are primarily only happening before. So at the at the actual rehearsal. rehearsal rehearsal dinner so at Which the I wedding i don't know that i don't hate that i don't hate it either i don't hate it either because especially yeah. okay. because how many times have you seen the poor maid of honor and bright uh, and best man nervous out of their mind even right. thinking about this like i've seen best man anytime there's a moment of silence they whip out their notes and they're looking at it and they're reading the speech and they're like mentally pre- you had to give a speech that you barely mm-hmm. made it through remember mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like Imagine if you only had to do that to very, very close friends and family. Oh, yeah. So much easier. 30 people. And you can do it on the fly, too. Okay, I like this because part of me, I was going to push back and be like, but it's just the maid of honor and the best man. Like, it's supposed to happen. That's like the traditional part of me. That's the the tradition. But if I am the couple, which if you're in on Facebook, chime in. But if I'm the couple and all I, I really care about it's not the performance of having a best man and maid of honor speech happen at the at the wedding. It's hearing what they have to say. So does it matter yeah. what day they say it to me? No, I don't actually think it would. I think that I would be okay hearing those at the rehearsal and not hearing them at the wedding. Yeah. For our, this is kind of off topic, but kind of on topic. Uh, for our 10-year anniversary, Lara and I have talked about um, giving speeches to some of the most important people in our lives that have been a really big support system for us. Um, obviously we're not going to have a wedding party there, but like paying honor and or showing honor and love to the people who have been there to support us the most. So that's kind of what Micah just said in the chat that um, yeah. her and her fiance want to give a toast together to say thank you to everybody who's coming. I love toast. I love that too. I love when the couple that is getting married. It just, it, yes. I don't know. There's something about it that just feels right. And it's a good segue into let's party. Yes. Like, 
right after yes, that. Yes, we are giving, actually, here's an idea. Here's an inspiration idea, y'all. So I am editing a wedding right now, and this is the first time I have ever seen like a full-on speech, I guess, from the bride and the groom versus just like a thank you for coming. This was like a full-on speech. Oh, really? And it was hilarious. Everybody's engaged because people want to hear from the bride and groom. Like they- Oh, Yeah don't super care about hearing from the best man and maid of honor, except you get to know the bride and groom better. Like that's what I enjoy about it. That's true. Yeah. But this bride gave the, this like 10 minute long, she was super entertaining too, but she like explained and told the story of how they met. So she's telling everybody and describing to everybody, like I saw him at a bar and I was so drunk and then afterwards, like she explained that she had to ask her friends, like, was he cute? Like I'm meeting him again. Like we exchange numbers and we're going to meet. But she's like, I don't remember him. Was he cute? Oh my and like gosh. all this. So she's explaining this story and everybody is cracking up laughing. And I know that for me, that is the number one thing. My mother, I don't know if she's still in here, but that is the number one thing whenever we meet new people that she loves to have me share the story of how Justin and I met. Like, (laughs) because everybody just thinks it's so outlandish and hilarious. And I'm looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have done that. Like, I wish I just would have like been like, okay, so here's, you know, I don't know. So it's cool. Why has this never been a thing? Right? The best part of the wedding day is when whoever's officiating shares a little bit about, like that's the best part of the ceremony when you get to learn at least from a from I like think the origin a, of the couple from an on from an onlooker's perspective, a spectator's perspective. Like we're gonna hear about the couple a little bit, yeah. and then we talk about this like weaving in your relationship, maybe into the decor or to the reception, or some people do a photo wall, but to actually tell the story of how they met. Like, and coming from the bride and groom, that is genius. And imagine if they, I'm like picturing this. Imagine if they both have a mic and she's like, you know, this is what happened. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, he's right. like, that's how she remembers it. How I, re- and like, how funny and engaging. And you see their personalities. Like, yes. Like, I love that. that. I love everything about this. Somebody, right. one of my couples, please do this. That sounds really, really yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was really fun for everybody involved. Like everybody was just circling the dance floor. It was like, I want to say it might have been after cake cutting or something. Um, but everybody was just like standing up and so engaged to her story. Yeah, yeah it was great. So anyways, that. I love everything about that. Me too. Me too. That is so great. And if your wedding why is to like tell your wedding story or or like celebrate your wet or your love story like that's something that would probably fit really really good into yeah absolutely absolutely so that was the first one pre-wedding toasts and i like how that tied and led into something else that Me was too. toast related yeah i like that a lot okay second big wedding trend that's expected to spike up in 2022 is weekday events oh. slash weekday weddings well, which we knew but me. No, yeah. i, I, I want to talk about it because okay. i think it's worth worth talking about okay. so another trend born out of 2020 and 2021 cancellations is the presence of off-day events couples postpone their weddings dates and of course folks continue to get engaged duh which resulted in high competition for weekend weddings. Date availability is slimmer than ever for couples planning their 22 weddings. Many, many venues and hotels are completely depleted of weekend dates and 
for the upcoming year. Other services such as photography and planning are also booking quickly, so start securing your vendors as soon as you can. I know many local vendors who are their books are closed for next year. Yeah, mine have and been closed. And their twenty twenty three books are halfway closed. Mm-hmm. We have no. So yet, I yes. did not think about hotels though. That's an interesting thing. You know, a lot of people who are traveling sometimes, like if you're having a, a traveling wedding, like a lot of people rent blocks or what, or yes. what is it like floors? Blocks, And yeah. so just this word of like your wedding, basically your wedding resources in terms of vendors and things that you can rent are, are depleted. depleted. You so, know, and something else I want to note is from 2020 and 2021, 2021 in particular, because this is the year that everybody's like, overworked because of 2020 a lot of people have experienced burnout or leading up to burnout which is like very miserable and so a lot of people going into 2023 are taking way less weddings than they normally do myself included like furthering the shortage Exactly. So I normally do 50 weddings a year and we're taking 15 and I'm not the only one that's doing that. I know like four other people that are like in my close competition that are also moving down to 15 weddings because we're all tired, Yeah. which then furthers the shortage. It's like, yeah, you're seeing the ripple effects of the pandemic still, you know, a couple years after the surge. Right, right, right. It's, it's, well, that's so funny too. Cause like you think of like a tidal wave, there's like the cert anyways. Um, and so we're still going to be seeing the after effects. So the other, which it might not be obvious, but it should be obvious. A lot of vendors give discounts or things like that for weekday weddings. Yeah. Not all, but a lot of times they're cheaper. There's more flexibility. Uh-huh. A lot of times venues, uh, already have that built in and they did that already, even pre pandemic. Yep. Um, so there is a chance that you can, obviously, then you have to work around the whole mindset of, oh, well, the people, they want to party and then they got to go to work the next day. And yeah, there's a lot of that. But I don't think that should deter you from considering a weekday wedding and getting creative if it could work really well for you. I don't either. And I'm sending you a text, so I don't forget to do this. Let's add um, weekday wedding to our lineup of episodes because- Ooh, I like that. I think we could really dive deep into weekday wedding um, like the concept. Yes. And like how you can make it still in, you know, kind of get over that roadblock because a lot of people yeah. are going to have to do it. So, yeah, I think it it's definitely something worth considering. And yeah, there's not much else to say about it, but I did want to hit on it because it's something to consider. And a lot of, I think there are some people that think maybe that these people aren't in the wedding industry. Cause I think all of us who are in the wedding industry know that the demand is still going to be there. Those who aren't in the wedding industry might not anticipate that this is still going to be a thing for years, probably next year. And the year after that, I think we'll, it'll go down a little bit. Uh, if we don't see a huge <laughs> spike again in COVID and stuff like that, or something yeah. new. Wedding trend number three that is expected to rise in 2022, which this is one that I wanted to share because it is like the basis of what our podcast is about. And I've seen, I saw this in three different articles that I read. So, Seriously? Uh, yes. I like to feel like we had some impact on this, even though we probably didn't, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. makes me feel like we were early adopters. So uh, tossing tradition 
Today's couples are beginning to wonder more and more about the why behind many of the wedding traditions that they do. So if you don't want to incorporate an expected element, don't. Most couples are now opting out of wedding day staples such as the bouquet toss, the garter toss, or even formal yes. inter- reception introductions. Yeah. Couples are choosing instead to have a more guest focused and making sure they are choosing to be more guest focused and making sure their tr- their guests are having a good time. Swapping tradition and focusing more on the experience will cause folks to look back on your day fondly. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. The fact that this is picking up all of our bridal breakdown listeners are like, duh, this is what we yeah, do. Yeah, they're like but, silly. But how many people felt like they first had the permission by listening to our podcast and like realizing, because a lot of people, we hear about this all the time, they didn't feel like they could get rid of something that they thought was a staple of their wedding day. But then after getting permission and feeling reassured and feeling like, oh, wow, okay, I can do this. I can make my day my own. So with this one, I just wanted you to know and just to remind more people, permission. Like, you have permission to do things your way Yeah, and know that it's going to be trending in 2022. No kidding. Like, you may piss off Grandma Ethel. She may not be happy that you don't cut your wedding cake because you don't have a wedding cake. You do something else. You have a, I don't know, snow cone. Did I tell you, have Whatever. I mentioned on the podcast? It doesn't matter if I have or not because not everybody catches everything, but we've been doing... A couple like back to back private cake cutting. Have I told you this? No. So uh, the cake cutting I've heard through like Instagram polls, it's been the most awkward part of people's. Like when they look back at their reception, they're like, "That cake cutting was the most awkward for me." And not every really? I don't think everybody feels that way, but I've got heard that from multiple people. I could see people. that. Like Especially everybody's watching if the photographer you, you don't doesn't tell doing. them what to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or like the coordinator or something. So what I've had a couple of couples, a couple of couples want to do is just not announce the cake cutting. Like they're still going to cut the cake. It's still for them, um, but it's just not announced. So we just followed them on their way to dinner, on their way to their buffet. And they just like cut the cake on their way. And like the wedding party was the only ones passing them. They just didn't make a big deal of it. And then it was just something that they shared together. Yeah. And that was it. And then they didn't have to experience like the all eyes on me thing. Yeah. So it's just for people, I think, who don't like all eyes on them. But I thought that was well, cool. I think that that's great. You, I mean, you see it. You see it. It's like deer in a headlight look for the couple when they get up there. And because everyone now has turned to look because there's been an announcement and it's quiet. No, maybe there's music playing. Normally there's music. But still, it's a little awkward, especially when you're like, where do I cut? blah 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 like now what do we do yeah now what do we do and dear god i hope there's not a lull where your dj like you know how sometimes with the djs that aren't that great there's like this lull between like they can't really see maybe what's happening Mm -hmm. and so then there's just this like 15 seconds of silence yep i always because of that i always clap immediate like i start the clap (laughs) immediately after they cut the cake so there's not silence way to go chris and it like good thinking good thinking so uh in line with tossing out tradition okay. recently wasn't it last weekend you had a wedding where the couple and we briefly talked about this last week but i'm going to ask you for an update okay. la- on last week's episode about how this went where this couple tossed out tradition okay yeah so this tradition you guys you if you're an avid listener you already know but they she did was adamant that 
in her timeline questionnaire, she was like, nobody can see me. Like, I'm so scared for people to see me. She's going to be listening to this because she's a huge listener. Also, when I showed up to her wedding, she was like, thank you so much for being here. Um, because you'll never, I know you said you'll never do a wedding here ever again. Like, I'm so glad you're here. And I said, (laughs) I was like, I'm, I'm here. I was like, you already know why I said I'd never do a wedding here. Like the lady that runs this place is difficult. Is difficult. Um, Difficult is a nice word. Yeah. Yeah. And she already knew all of that and everything, but I was just like, oh my, so she's an avid listener. So what's up? Um, Anyways, so she was nervous that people would see her beforehand or like, how can we coordinate was more so I guess what she wanted us to do. How can we coordinate? So by the time we arrive, like guests aren't seeing us when I show up and just kind of the logistics of that, you know, it was a concern for her. And so I responded and I was like, why don't you give this episode a listen? Like we talk a lot about like breaking tradition and doing this and that and the other. And um, I don't think I was trying to persuade her into not having, let me back up. I'm like all over the place. She was afraid people would see her in the dress just to make it, put it very simply. And I was just... Because the expectation is, is that they see you for the first time when you walk down the aisle. Exactly. And that no one else see you. Exactly. That's the expectation. And so Chris and I have talked a lot. This was what I talked to her about. You and I have talked a lot about how that can take people's joy because they are so hyper-focused for people to see them beforehand. And so hyper-focused to the point that their eyes get big and like... They feel like they can't go to the bathroom and then they're just nervous and they're like stuck oh my gosh, in this room. I just thought of something else too. On a day where people are coming to celebrate you and if they accidentally see you for the first time, your first emotion isn't joy to see someone that you care about. It's, it <gasps> is terror, terror and get away. Like I have seen brides run away from grandparents and like people that they really care about when because of the weight that they feel like yes. they're, that they're doing something wrong. They feel like they're so doing like, something wrong. An experience that's supposed to be positive is then negative. Yes, exactly. So all of that really awful storytelling to say <laughs> that she listened to a podcast episode, snowballed into where Chris and I talk about why don't you greet your guests instead before the ceremony. And we're like just outlandishly talking about this. Uh, oh, are we really? We were just kind of like spitballing. Like, yeah. It would be really cool if someone yes. did. We were spitballing these random ideas and we were like, that would be so cool. Think about it. If you greeted your guests and you saw them with joy. And so that's what she did. She greeted her guests. I saw a photo, a few photos that you shared of that. Yeah. And it looked so cool. Or maybe it was a video or something. I can't remember what you shared. But it was like, wow, someone did that. And I wonder how that felt. Did she tell you how she, they felt doing that? Well, when while it was happening, she, one of the things she said to me is she was like, I hope this becomes a trend that like people do I this. I hope it does too. Like it was the happiness, the, the things I was hearing as guests were showing up because they were lined up outside of the door because they were at the door. That oh, made the yeah. most sense. So guests were kind of lined up and they didn't know why they were lined up the way that the venue was. And... um then whenever like they would kind of go around the corner, they'd like look at their partner and they're like, oh, we get to see them. Like that's what I'm no hearing. Way. I'm standing there getting photos of them getting photos. smiling, greeting people. And so I'm hearing people and their reactions. And you know, that is a big example of tossing one of the biggest traditions out the window. And oh. I love that. She probably felt freedom 
She probably felt like a weight was, and guess what? People that could only stay for the ceremony got to talk to them. Chris, I cannot tell you the joy that I was hearing from literally like a couple hundred people. They're like, this was a, this was a big wedding. And just the joy that you hear from, including old people, by the way, including older people, like they were so excited. I heard people say like, this is so cool. Which okay, is Florence. just, it was great. It was really great. And the joy that you saw on the couple, I wish that I had photos like literally on me right now. Yeah, I loved it. Hi, like I would highly recommend that because then it also, if you didn't catch that episode that we talked about it, it can eliminate some of the mingling that you have to do at your reception because yeah. you've already kind of spent that time with people. Yeah, and that wedding was, was it about tossing tradition? Was the wedding about something tossing like tradition? That. No, no, I'm sorry. That episode that we did. I think it was something like tossing tradition aside or something. I don't like know. It was something about I think tradition. It was, had the word tradition in it. I thought we did it with Ashley Nola. Hmm. I think we talked to her. We'll have to go try to find that episode. Yeah. If we find it, I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah, that's the third one. Tossing tradition out the window. You ready for the next one? I am. This name, I tried to think of a better name, but this is what the article said. Unusual entertainment. This is going to be a new wedding trend in 2022. Unusual entertainment. Like now, dancers? Well, let me, I'll read, I'll read okay. the description because it's way better. But I was like, okay, that's a weird thing to call it. For 2021 and 2022 weddings, couples are really looking into unusual entertainment. I don't like that phrasing they're grasping the opportunity to do weddings differently and they are running with it they want to concentrate a lot on music to provide the dance floors that we've all missed and are looking at other entertainment options with one of my couples booking an audio guest book inside a telephone box instead Mm. of a normal guest book we've talked about this you'll see couples turning their receptions into adult playgrounds with beer pong pinatas axe throwing bouncy castles bouncy castles petting zoos, circus performers, and more. Guests will be able to get temporary tattoos of the couple's faces and jump into unexpected photo booths. Okay, pause. That is awesome. Temporary tattoos? Yes. Like, what if you made custom tattoos to have at your wedding? Like, if you guys are really into NASCAR, that's, I'm just spitballing. I don't know. Wow, where that came from. Okay, we'll do something more like, you're really into Chiefs or like your football team. Yeah. Then you have all these temporary tattoos that your guests can wear. (gasps) I love that. That reminds me of really like cool. people being like all like glow sticked up. Like oh, that but, yeah, kind but of then it happens only at the reception once the dance party has started. Yeah. Like there's someone applying temporary tattoos in the corner. Like, yeah, it is time to party. T- yes. I like that. Someone I like do that, that too. too. Okay. Someone do that too. Guess we'll, <laughs> guess we'll be able to get temporary tattoos of the, of the couple's faces and jump into unexpected photo booths before taking to the dance floor. Instead of just a DJ, expect to see a live band, a saxophonist, steel yeah. drums, roaming band, or Motown ensembles before the DJ does his late night set. If they're really into dancing, a silent disco may, be, may even follow them. I don't know what that is. A silent but, disco? That's like when they wear headphones and everybody like is all jamming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that. I didn't know that's what it was called. Uh, but I mean, basically, I wrong, but I think that's what it is. What I'm walking away with, and the thing that really resonated to me that I've seen more of is stuff like beer pong, like pinatas, other things, these other things that are aspects of other parties. They're aspects of other parties, but not normally with weddings or receptions. 
So I think that this is so cool that people are looking more towards like, again, breaking tradition. And I'm thinking back to Emily's episode that we released last week where they basically made the reception feel like a backyard barbecue. Yeah. And so their they're, they're, they're couples are thinking of different ways to approach and to entertain and to make it, I think, more of an experience that they would enjoy instead of just like dancing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because not not everybody's a dancing couple and you get, you know, the weddings where everybody's chilling at the bar and it's like, well, yeah. that's because they are couples that are like their friend group. They all like to hang out and congregate at the bar, but they're also the group that they'd go to the bar that has life-size Jenga and like yep. all these other, but there's other aspects. I love that. I think that would be so much fun. When we initiated this podcast, I remember, I think, us talking about like, like an Olympic, not an Olympic, you know, like when people do backyard Olympics? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, why not throw the whole wedding idea in the trash and instead hold like a backyard Olympics and that's like your wedding? Like, that's a super big extreme, right? Like when people do like the kickball with like the pools and the slip and slides, like that thing. Yes. So that's like a very big extreme, but this reminds me of that, you know, like you're bringing in these other connect, like these other um, forms of entertainment that don't normally connect with a wedding, but why not? Yeah, it definitely makes sense to me to go ahead and and to do something different. So just know like, and again, this is with us, like this falls so in line with a lot of the things that we talk about, but doing things differently and, and having fun the way that you want to have fun. And I want, I want to challenge people to think about their receptions, toss out the word reception and think of like party. Like that's all a reception is for some reason. I think or gathering even reception, like maybe you don't love to party. Like that's even better. What do you like to do when you gather? Do you do bonfires? How do you like to spend time with your friends? Because the word reception gives a little too much of a uh, formal vibe. It's like there's a like a rope around it. Like, you know, yes. like a red rope. Like a don't run. Yes. It's like a light. Be quiet. Don't get too loud. Follow the rules. Like, until the dance floor is opened up and then we cut loose. But maybe you don't want that. And that's okay if you don't want that. Maybe you want something that's a little bit different. How many times do you think brides have listened to this and they've like gone to their person uh, and they're like, oh my gosh, we need to add this. And they've like added more things and their person's like, you need to stop listening to that podcast. Oh. Every time you do, you want to spend more money. Oh yeah. A wedding I did recently, then they listened to the podcast. He was like, she is listening to that thing all the time. And I was like, really? <laughs> and he was like, all the time. At first when she told me this, I was like, no. And then she had me listen. And I was like, okay, we got to do that. Because it's just That's hard awesome. to get, I think sometimes it's hard to get them on board, especially when it's a little outlandish. You yeah, know? yeah. Pushing the boundaries. Okay, so this next one. Oh no, it's the last one. That's my favorite. But this next one, I'm gonna throw this one out there. Uh, small wedding cakes. So people are ditching their three-tiered, like monstrous wedding cakes, in option for like small sing like. And I'm saying not just a single tier. That's like ten, like small, like little guys. I've even recently seen at one of my weddings a cupcake. And just cutting the cupcake, and that's what they do. So I've this is a trend that people and I didn't like what they wrote 
on here, so I'm not going to read it. I didn't think it was very good. But I have seen this become a more increasingly thing, even on other photographers' pages. And and people are opting to have sheet cake in the back, and they're cutting something so small that saves them money, still high quality, really delicious, but something that they can eat. That's just them. Also, well, I love me a statement cake. Like, it's beautiful to walk into. If you don't have like a professional of any kind to cut that cake, they are so complicating to cut like tiered cakes. Like they are so, even the most skilled wedding professional struggles to cut the cake. Like it is just a disaster. They don't cut well. (laughs) Yeah. It's just as long as, so I'm just saying that like if you're having Aunt Sally do it, like it's just an easier option. It's going to be, especially, yeah. If it's not a square, (laughs) those three three tiered circle cakes yeah they are a bitch to cut yeah and you got you have I've to like seen... cut in a circle around like the, mm-hmm. the it's like almost like a pineapple you know how like how when you yes. core a pineapple it's exactly like, like that it's really weird so <laughs> anyways smaller wedding cakes you have permission to not spend fat dough which they are worth the fat dough but you have permission to go small Yes. Two weeks ago, I, I shot a, no, three weeks ago, maybe I shot a wedding where they, the girl was very close, the bride was very close to her niece. And I think her niece was like 10 uh, or something like that, but she loved to bake. And she asked her niece to make the wedding cake. Uh, and it was just That's a little, so little guy. Yes. And they said it was delicious. They were like, oh my God, this is one of the best cakes we've ever had. Aww. So it had meaning, there was sentimental value. And so. I thought it was really, really sweet. That is really sweet. I love it. I love that. So, okay. Next one. And this one I think I have never heard about. Maybe you have. Rented wedding dresses. Wait, no, have I have heard, heard about, about this? this. I've heard about okay. this. Okay. I'm going to read this. Okay. Uh, Carrie Simmons made headlines when she married Boris Johnson. I don't know who these people are. This Boris year. Boris Johnson sounds familiar. Predominantly for her went- rented wedding dress. She wore a... Christos Costolorios. Oh, Boris Johnson is the is a British politician. He's the prime oh, minister he? of the UK. So oh, she you would wore so recognize this man's face. Very, very uh, well known dress designer. Uh, that was going to be two thousand eight hundred and seventy dollars, and she rented it for forty five dollars. <gasps> so brides can have the luxury of renting these designer name brand uh all of this stuff she was just like like, screw it yes she can have the designer wedding dress without the price tag so you don't need to keep the dress like how many people actually do something with their dress some people give it to their daughters like i know that that's a thing uh but a lot of times it sits in a bag and just sits there so take the big ticket price tag that comes with that, and then we just get the dress of your dreams that you want to wear for a fraction, and I mean fraction, of the cost. No kidding. Okay, the, this article says she rented it for $63, but oh, nonetheless. Well, okay, so here's what this says. It said 45 pounds. I didn't oh. know what the... Thing. So I just said dollars. So maybe yeah. it is more U.S. dollars than if it's sixty-three thousand eight hundred seventy. But it was four thousand sixty-seven dollars to purchase. Oh my god! And it was sixty-three dollars. <laughs> and the dress looked. I don't. Did you see a picture of it? It looks amazing. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you saw it. I sent you a text with it. But yeah. Yeah, it was stunning. Yeah, 
So here's the last bit of this. It's been a long time tradition for grooms to rent their suits and budget and be eco-conscious. Now brides are taking up that same mantle. You can hire a high-end designer gown for a fraction of the cost of buying. You don't need the time waiting. You don't need to spend the time waiting that you would for a dress to be made to order and dry cleaning costs are included. So renting a wedding dress. Not for everybody, but I do think that this is something that People are saying, I saw this one on several websites that people are saying that this is becoming a trend. I, I've heard of it. I just didn't expect it to be a trend. I think that that's, that's another mental hump you have to get over. Of it because being it's like, such a sentimental It's my thing dress, yes. For a lot of people. Yes. But I can say, with having a dress sitting in my closet, haven't touched even the bag since the wedding, I don't know that I would be bummed looking back had i gotten a rental but then i know that we've talked like i know when we talked to joanne and we had her like maybe you rent it twice like rent it to try it on and then like rent it again you know i would feel very paranoid too about renting a imagine something bad happens to it like (sighs) you're doing a sparkler exit and a piece of sparkler falls on it yeah. and burns a hole through it. Like there's gotta be some sort of level of insurance that you get yeah. that you pay Especially for because it just, day. it just feels like something tiny. And there are little tiny things that happens, happen to the dress all day long. All day. But I think it's cool that dry cleaning costs are included, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Cause this is something that I would not see or anticipate very many people doing. No, but the fact that it made a list that it it's made impressive. it's made several lists yeah. that this is becoming a thing that more people are doing. Uh, I can't remember who we talked to a few weeks ago where we talked about renting dresses, not renting dresses. Um, it was Emily. She made her dress. She or made she her dress. Custom made it on anomaly. Anomaly. Yes. An- oh, so this was just last week. Yeah. Yeah. Where we talked about. Yeah, it's called anomaly.com. Yep. So. I think that's so cool. I think it's something that people should consider. Maybe you just haven't found the dress of your dreams and you visited lots of shops, but you're in this bracket, you know, to rent and you're just like, I'm just not finding anything in this price range. Mm-hmm. And, for, and it's like, do I want to spend the $2,000 on a dress? Right, right. But if it's important to you, sixty bucks. it's important to you, but it's not sentimental because I think something can be important to you and not be sentimental then this is potentially a route that you could go. Yeah. I don't know if I could do it. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to sit on that one. It's funny cuz I never thought about The sustainable me wants to say that I could do it. It's funny because I've never thought about like I need to own my wedding suit. And for guys, I don't think it's a I know there's a lot of guys that are like, "Well, I'm going to buy it. It's good to have another suit." But right. I don't think that's it's more practical than it is sentimental. Right, where it's not pra- like a, a wedding dress is not practical. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty absurd that there is a $2,500 wedding dress in our closet right now. Yeah. Lara bought. Yeah. And it's just going to sit there and she will probably never, ever wear it again. Uh, Or what if she altered it for our 10 year? Still still White is a website where you can buy used dresses. Interesting. See, I I feel like I'm, I could do that. More inclined to go used? Would yeah. that feel weird for you to like know that someone else wore no. the dress that you're wearing on their wedding day? No. I feel I like that you look at that. I could, you could reframe. Yes, I think it would be weird for some people. But I could reframe it and be like, this. somebody wore this on the happiest day of their life. 
Okay. Now I'm wearing it on the happiest day of my life. And then I can sell it back or whatever. And then someone else gets to give this dress a new life. What if they had a story with it? At this wedding, like the bride did cocaine with her. Oh no, no, it's like a bad one. Wedding horror She did stories. coke off the sleeves, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> something crazy. Super crazy, man. Okay. Wild gonna, night. She had a wild night. I'm going to share my last one with you. Okay. Uh, and it's not super exciting. I'm going to tell you that. But this is one that I saw on every single list. Okay. Okay. Bold and vibrant colors. Yeah. 2022 is moving away from dull uh, neutral colors have, into bold, vibrant, uh, jewel tones. Yeah. I know jewel, jewel tones have picked up, uh, but they've typically been deeper shades. Um, the thought is that there's going to be a light, a lot more brighter and bolder, uh, a lot of, because mostly because of the, like people are ready to like show out and like, yeah, we're, we're kind of moving back into a normal normalcy of life and so let's let's go all out let's be bright let's be bold that's kind of the thought process so if you've been holding off and you've been told no you can't go you can't go bright you can't go bold you can't do these really extreme yellows and and hot pinks or i guess maybe not hot pink but like a hot fuchsia Mm -hmm. you can't do that that's those aren't wedding colors know that you can and that it's going to be trending oh it's yeah yeah i mean it kind of already is i'm already seeing it same same i'm seeing anytime that i do like a neutral wedding now that is my norm or not my norm doesn't it feel that is against my norm now to do like yeah you remember the year where everything was white and eucalyptus yes like the big i'm not gonna lie i liked the way that looked oh it was pretty but now i definitely kind of feel like it's kind of becoming a burlappy kind of right It's, it's it's just it's the norm now yep it's it's you can feel it phasing out like you're seeing less and less and when you see like a white wedding and now i'm not seeing that eucalyptus that i was seeing at every yep. single wedding now it's a different greenery it's like white roses and like yeah. uh more of the greenery that kind of it's not the eucalyptus right 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 it's funny yeah. how the wedding trends are forever like rotating i just wonder if we're gonna get back to like sunflowers and burlap ever again like i want to say never but I also said we would never had go back weddings. to low rise jeans, and now Gen I had Z two is weddings like that were we big sunflowers this year. See, yep, and they were not low budget weddings either. Like that's what I mean. Like when we started, I don't know, eight years ago, sunflowers were all the rage. Then they died off. We're also in Kansas, so I feel like that may be it's part true. of the sunflower right. thing. But that definitely could be a part of it. But I'm just curious, like when are those? going to come back like not sunflowers in particular but like just trends how quickly they go you know yeah it's just interesting bold and bold and vibrant bold. is in there's a, even with bold and vibrant colors on bridesmaids dresses uh even grooms and groomsmen suits which i gotta be honest we just talked about this go ahead and go ahead and share it go ahead and talk about it bold <sighs> i mean everybody already knows how we feel about blue suits right yeah, if, we've if talked you don't, extensively blue, about blue suits. Blue suits are very difficult for photographers. Only purely, from, they look great in person. They oh do. my God, great in it's person. purely the editing, the editing afterwards yeah, that comes with nightmare. it. Nightmare. However, th- that this is the same reason I'm going to say this. Color, like bold colors. It's just bold color. Bold color is really difficult to match 
like yeah in editing it's really I will say the same I had a wedding that I'm editing from a few weeks ago where their wedding was their color was it was it was forest green was what the groom suits were I love that and the and the bridesmaids were like an auburn orange and it worked and it those skin tones it worked and it worked so well in the I'll have to send you a picture later these the the ladies skin tones popped so well the light was reflect they looked tan but not too t- not obnoxious like it just worked really well and i was very surprised because when I'm i saw the Ar- the auburn orange <laughs> are you going you, you did know you just I'm a go snooper, and look at you it you know how i can do this <laughs> i am yes. obsessed with the way that these colors are being used even like they look the really mom good. in yellow yep and, and that was is that a sunflower that, yep that's a sunflower it's beautiful yeah yep and it it worked it is actually beautiful like a beautiful beautiful so i was very surprised because you see these bold colors like we're talking about color and one of my immediate thoughts was like oh man that's gonna be that's gonna be tough she is beautiful yeah that dress yeah she looked great in that dress i'm obsessed with it wow so anyways yeah, the auburn worked and their skin tones were not affected negatively by it. Like and I for sure I was like we're doing we're doing uh golden hour stuff. It's going to pop. So that was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, beautiful. Um, it really is. So bold colors are in. Which Bold colors are in. When I got feel, married feel in the 2020, that was the same like I knew I did jewel tones and they weren't mm-hmm. being done at the time. And I wanted to do them because I wanted to do something that I wasn't shooting very often. And I just feel like that's what's happening is no matter like what we're not doing right now, the next person is like, I want to do something different. And then it's coming. So that's color. I'm yeah. You're it. a trendsetter. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? <laughs> no, <laughs> I am loving all of these trends. I actually don't think there's any of them that I'm against. And I think yeah. we have a lot of really cool. I like we spurred off a lot of really cool ideas. Yeah. Also, one. Do you have another trend? I was just going to say, honor, honorary mention that didn't make it, two-piece dresses. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Was one that people are saying is, and I saw that, not on every article, but I saw that in a couple, that two-piece, uh, not high two-piece, uh, a little bit lower, so not showing like crazy amounts of belly button, uh-huh. um, but ornate two-piece wedding dresses. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. It was interesting. Um, I, I, did, I didn't hate these either. I wanted to say that... Micah had mentioned that she's looking into getting card games to sit on the, like put on the table so people can like play cards while they sit. I think that's freaking great. Yeah. I think that's great. Giving, giving, it's just, it's one thing that you can do that is cost effective. You're not going to have to like pay an arm and a leg for a couple decks of cards. You can even customize them. You can get some car. I bet you can get some decks of cards with your faces on them. Or something like that. You totally probably could. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Like, what if there was a, yeah, there's got to be a card company that can, like, put your face, like, on the king. Like, you can custom yeah. Yeah. the king, queen, yes. joker. You, like, have like your bobblehead type situations. Yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. I'm looking it up. <laughs> so, the guys, that's the episode. These are, these are six, seven trends that we can expect to see on the rise in 2022. Obviously, these are meant to inspire. Take these ideas. Maybe you're not into the small wedding cake, but now you're thinking and it's making you go, oh, maybe we can just have a 
cupcake or a small brownie. Like it's so take these for what they are, morph them, adjust them to what you want to do, and uh, and they are meant to inspire. Yes. So do us a favor and. If you would fill out this form that Ashley spent some time creating, the link is in the show notes. We would love you forever. Don't worry, I lied earlier. No kittens are going to die. Uh, <laughs> but it will make us very, very happy uh, to get this feedback from you, whether it is a little more constructive than it is encouraging. That is great. We need the constructive uh, criticism. We want to make the show exactly what you want it to be. Anything or if it's also else? really encouraging, you will make Chris's life and dreams come true. Well, I will laugh, I will smile, I will shed happy tears. It yes. will be good. So but. All right, y'all. We out. We'll See talk to you later. next week. Bye.